0: Locked On NBA, the biggest stories, the local experts. Every Monday, we dig into the biggest stories in the NBA with the Locked On Podcast Network hosts. Today, we'll go to Sacramento to speak with Matt George of Locked On Kings about Vladi Divac's enshrinement in the Basketball Hall of Fame. His uh, foibles as a general manager, but the way he's been able to improve to help his beloved Sacramento Kings over the last couple of years. And we'll also go to Miami to speak with Wes Goldberg of Locked On Heat about Dwayne Wade's cryptic, will he, won't he return tweets, uh, what he's going to be looking to do this season, and whether that means a return to the NBA or not, we will have that all covered for you. So man, Wes, get into that about uh, Dwayne Wade and his future. It's all coming up, the biggest stories with the local experts on Locked On NBA.
1: are Locked On the NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
0: Hi, guys, and welcome back to another week of Locked on NBA. I am your Monday host, Josh Lloyd. Today's episode of Locked on NBA is brought to you by Indochino. Make sure you're checking out Indochino for your uh, all your custom suit gear. You can also find me hosting the Locked on Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm also the lead analyst at basketballmonster.com. Three weeks away from NBA training camps kicking off. Actually, a little bit less than three weeks the FIBA World Cup's going. there's always stuff happening in the NBA. We know it's a uh, it's a 12 month of the year sport so plenty of stuff for us to look at. So let's get to it. Now I'm joined by the host of the Locked On Kings podcast, Matt George is here. We had the uh, NBA, not the NBA, the Basketball Hall of Fame inductions over the weekend and that uh, class was headlined by a key member of the Sacramento Kings in the past and in the present and I'm sure hopefully in the future, Vladi Divac was enshrined into the Hall of Fame. Matt, how important is Divac in in Kings history? Not even talking about what he's doing now, but as a player how important is he and what does he mean to the to the city of sacramento and to this kings franchise
2: uh he's extremely important uh maybe not as much as as chris webber but he has his his uh, jersey retired the number 21 retired up in the uh the rafters of the golden one center and uh, used to be in arco arena power bounce pavilion whatever the hell we used to call it uh, he's extremely important for the uh the kings history and and what he's known best for and and it's something that he's Adapted and brought over to his time as a general manager is that he is a glue guy. He is a um, a chemistry guy. Uh, he was responsible for kind of managing egos and keeping. Uh, the group together and keeping uh, camaraderie high amongst that locker room back in the uh, the early 2000s during the heyday of the Kings. Uh, And then uh, same thing with his GM role. He said a lot about uh, bringing in guys that were going to be good locker room leaders and have a good locker room presence. And uh, he's clearly well-loved by his current players or some of his current players, the reaction to his Hall of Fame uh, induction by... Harry Giles, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Buddy Heel, just to name a few. They like to clown him and have fun with him on uh, on Twitter. Uh, so that is what Vlade Divac is known for in Sacramento, is being that glue guy, that chemistry guy, almost like the dad uh, of that uh, team back in the day.
0: It is isn't interesting that he had that role back as a player and also has really focused on that as a GM for this Kings team. We hear so much about prioritizing high-character guys, De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald, you know, Harry Giles, getting these guys, Marvin Bagley, without any sort of you know, negative chemistry connotations or or past associations with these guys. And really, prior, obviously, basketball talent's important, but prioritizing having a harmonious locker room in building these guys, yeah, the other thing that we we know of Divat's obviously one of the the first European players to really be a big success over in the NBA, and he's had you know, some some value in getting guys like Bogdanovich across and yeah, Nemanja Bielica playing a big role for the team last season. How much do you think that that his yeah, background in in being almost a pioneer in that area is he helping to to develop
2: these European guys coming across and playing with the Kings? I mean, I think it's extremely important, and he's put together a team. Also, his assistant general manager, Peja Stojakovic, another very successful European player. We see what Luka Doncic is doing in the NBA, and I'm not saying uh, Luka Doncic is the player that he is and is in the NBA because of Vlade Divac specifically, but also guys like Manu Ginobili. Vlade was a, a group of guys, Dirk Nowinski as well. Vlade was the part of the door opening for European talent to be uh, welcomed into the NBA. And not only that to come into the NBA and be stars themselves. And uh, if I'm being completely honest, I put more weight into that for his hall of fame selection than I do his actual NBA career. He was a good, if not great at times NBA player, he did what he did. He was very effective on the Sacramento Kings, Uh, never won a championship, unfortunately with the Kings he should have, but we, we all know how that (laughs) played out. Uh, But Vlade is known more um, in my opinion, and it is recognized more with this Hall of Fame uh, induction because of the doors that he's opened and the the liaison that he's been between the NBA uh, and European players. And the Kings have certainly benefited from that. It's also given, at least me, uh, in the situation of not drafting Luka Doncic, giving more faith uh, to that front office that they have the European connections that they do. Hence, if they passed on Luka Doncic, then they must really feel comfortable with the Marvin Bagley pick. I'm just justifying um, old decisions and things like that. Uh, But Vlade Divac is essential, in my opinion, for the globalization of the NBA, and he's being rewarded and recognized for it. He averaged over his career 12
0: and 8. But interestingly enough, you know, he averaged over three assists per game as a center, which is something that, you know, it's, it's more common nowadays, but he had some you know, seasons where he averaged five assists a game, four assists per game, multiple times as well. He averaged over a steal per game, one and a half blocks a game. So you can talk about his legacy and his international play where he won a couple of silver medals at the Olympics for Yugoslavia and then for Serbia. And you know, talk about the impact he had there, which was obviously really big, but yeah, he was uh he was a you know, really really strong NBA player as well and putting up some yep. some pretty really yeah, really, you know, good numbers over the course of his career. Averaged 30 minutes a game uh over the course of, of his career playing you know, a, a lot of games, really got uh, really got hurt in fact over his final 5 or 6 seasons he missed one game uh, not including that last year where he played 15 games for the Lakers but you know, really, really, you know, strong and durable. And also, when you see him in person, he's someone that you look at and you go, "I definitely don't want to mess with this guy." He is—he's uh, a rather intimidating gentleman, Matt.
2: Yes, that is the uh, the guy that he's been as intimidating as he is in size. He is not intimidating as, at all in terms of just the kind of person that he is. Uh, and all that, you mentioned all those stats and, and all that ability that he's had. He was smoking throughout his entire <laughs> NBA career as well, which is one of the things he's definitely known for. Uh, but Vladi was a good fit type of guy. And with the way the game is played today, I don't know if he would excel or, or play well in, in the way the league is today. It's it's just impossible really to, to compare. Uh, but his type of player, what he was to the Kings is exactly what the Golden State Warriors dynasty was looking for. That Andrew Bogut type, just consistent center that gave you the same thing on a nightly basis. And that's what he was for Sacramento. You mentioned his passing. He got so much opportunity for the offense to be run through him because so much attention was on Chris Weber and Peja Stojakovic that they would give him all the time in the world at the high post and he could just sit there stand over everybody and and pick the open man which he did quite a lot so uh, the Kings put a lot on his shoulders both in the locker room and on the floor he handled it well certainly was not the star of that team uh, but the Kings aren't nearly as successful in the early 2000s without Vlade.
0: Before I let you go, Matt, let's talk about what he's currently doing. Of course, running the basketball operations for the King as as the general manager. Now, I criticize a lot of his early moves. We all know about the horrible trade with the Philadelphia 76ers, which actually, in the end, it wasn't as bad as it could have been. That's not to say it was a win, because it was a terrible decision, and the thought process behind it was bad. But, yeah, it's all about improvement, and I... I'm going to criticize people when they're bad and they make bad decisions. But Vladdy has improved a lot of his decision-making, I think. So what is the the number one thing that you've seen with Divac in his front office role that you've seen him improve at over the last four or five years he's been in that job?
2: That's a very, very good question. There's so many answers that I want to give you. Um, If there was a number one thing, though, I think he's done a really, really good job of surrounding himself with the people that fill the weaknesses in his general manager profile the reason why this trade happened in the first place was quite honestly vlade didn't really have an idea of of how the cba worked and he also was looking at one goal which was like if we were to play nba 2k and i was to say i need to get money off the book so i can go and sign a free agent i'm just going to trade everybody and all these draft picks to philadelphia so i can get that done essentially Vlade Divac that trade with the Philadelphia 76ers was almost an NBA two K style of trade where I'm not worried about two, three years down the road. I need to improve now and I don't know how to make a deal work. So let's just throw this out there and get it done Uh, over time he's made much smarter uh, decisions, especially financially. A lot of that has to do with the guys uh, that he has brought in. We mentioned the contract negotiations. Now, yes, the Kings do have to overpay for a lot of free agents, but they've uh, gotten into a a knack of of signing really consistent team-friendly deals where the third year is partially guaranteed, so they're not uh, on the books for as much money as it seems at the time, and they're still able to get deals done. Vlade's done a good job surrounding himself with the right people. Now, the one area that he still needs to improve, other than and just uh, just general overall GM uh, is he still very very stubborn in a lot of ways and I know you recognize that I recognize that a lot of people recognize that he likes to do things his way even if it doesn't make sense to everybody else and and that's who he's gonna be. So as of right now it's working for him but I'm sure it can get him into trouble. Uh, going forward in the future as well
0: yeah that, that's the big thing what you said there is yet you know, surrounding himself with people who understand these things better than him and getting that team and listening to that team the stubbornness is still an issue but in you know, there's. I've i've criticized the harrison Barnes signing for example but a lot of the other stuff they've done ha- has worked out pretty well those gar- non-guarantees understanding how this works and being a decision maker who listens to other people rather than just impulsively making you know, even the demarcus cousins trade there was a sense of impulse in that and some of the quotes he gave after that were, were a little concerning of of course, we've seen how all that's worked out. Now it's more about process, but you can see that process changing now. So this second phase of his career, again, still with the Sacramento Kings, it is improving, and that's great news for Kings fans. Matt, everyone can hear about your thoughts on uh, on the Kings as the season progresses over on Locked On Kings. So thanks for jumping on Locked On NBA with me.
2: It's a pleasure. If I can jump on to say one more thing, though, that a of lot course. of people don't talk about with one of the biggest successes that Vlade has done as a general manager, the 2016 NBA draft was a pretty much a disaster for Vlade in terms of the pick he made, uh, the Yorgos Papianis pick, and, and we know how that all played yeah. out, but... That same draft is where Vlade absolutely fleeced the Phoenix Suns, got the rights to Bogdan Bogdanovich for Marquise Chris. Chris is all obviously no longer with the Suns and is struggling to find a role in the NBA. And Bogey uh, is competing to be the top six man for this roster and an essential piece of this roster going forward. So that's another gold star in Vlade's resume that I don't think enough people talk about. Yeah, Thank you, Josh, I, I, for having
0: me. I think at at that time it was uh, it was an excellent trade, and it's obviously been uh, been shown to be that now. Thank you, Matt, once again. Appreciate it. I'm now joined by one of the hosts of the Locked On Heat podcast. Wes Goldberg is here with me. Wes, over the last day or so, there's been a, been some cryptic comments from Dwayne Wade. I'm definitely retired. You never say never. What do we make of all these, uh, all these comments? He has moved out to LA and he's one thing we know for sure. He's going to be working out with LeBron before the games, but is there anything to this sort of, um, tease or is it just Wade having a bit of fun?
1: I think. I think I would lean towards Wade having a little bit of fun. One thing that we know Dwayne Wade likes, and especially towards the end of his career, was attention, right? We know that there was the farewell tour. We know that he liked doing the commercials. We know that he liked being in the spotlight. And, of course, everything that kind of happened since the Big Three era on, he's been in the spotlight, right? And I think that's part of it. And when he's being asked about these things the LA Times, it's just so easy for a guy like Dwayne Wade just sort of smirk and say, "Who knows? Maybe I'll be back." I mean, position. I would say stuff like that. Why not? It, it just kind of gets stuff going. Um, and so, I think it's a little bit of that. But he is certainly working out. He's going to help LeBron before some of these Lakers games. He's had the Dwayne Wade camp in LA this summer, and he's participated in pickup games and he's doing all these things. I mean, he he is little effort into. And being around NBA players and being around the league in general, there is something real there. So when he says he's retired, yes, he is officially retired, but he still wants to be around the game. And when he says, look, I wouldn't rule anything out. I think him taking his word for it. I, I think that it's cryptic because he probably doesn't know necessarily if he'll never come back. Right. I mean, he might say like, hey, I'll do some of these pre-game workouts with LeBron, help him go through his routine, blah, blah, blah. LeBron t- talked him into going to Cleveland at one point. LeBron, if it, if, if it was January or February, and all of a sudden LeBron's like, look, dude, off the bench, why don't you come on? And if you're Dwayne Wade and you're 36 years old or you know, just recently turning 37 here, I look at that and say, I could miss half the season, kind of play the end of the year playoffs possibly if they're in a decent enough position to for, to actually do something significant. Situation was right I wouldn't rule it out but one thing Dwayne Wade's not going to do is just end up on another team for 82 games and be the leader on a on a team like he had to be on the heat last season. I don't think he would do that, but if the situation was right, why not? Sure. I wouldn't rule it out.
0: He also came out saying, this is a tweet from Wade over the, this is actually a few months back. Um, Yeah, let's kill that rumor now. If I was coming back, it would only be for the heat. But then again, he's just, I I agree with you. I think it's just him being, you know, playful and, and just, you know, throwing it out there because it does bring him attention. And it's him. Athletes, a lot of the time, especially high profile athletes, they like screwing with people. They like screwing with the media. They Creating that attention, they like creating the uncertainty of what am I going to do? I don't know. But I also agree that if he did decide to come back, it wouldn't be that he's necessarily lying. Now it'd be that these guys have been you know, playing professional basketball for twenty years, your college, all this, all the time, and then all of a sudden it stops, and they sit back at home and they get to the arena and they like he works out early with LeBron, and then he goes, "Oh, cool, I'm just going to go now. while you guys go and play?" And they they feel left out. So you could see that you're know, really starting to dig in to him, yeah. As the season, yeah, you know, maybe as the playoffs start to you know, not begin it, as we get to that area of the season.
1: Full time job, right? I yeah. mean, how many times do we see somebody retire and then sort of get back into their business in real life, like yeah. in, not basketball life, but somebody retires and then takes a year, or a few months, or a couple of years, and then just goes back and does what they did part time because what else are they going to do? Maybe Dwayne Wade is like. Gabrielle Union starts working on a movie. She's on, on a set somewhere overseas in Europe somewhere or something. And he's like, you know what? I got a couple months to kill. Why don't I help the Lakers out for a little bit? Like, it might just be a part-time job. It wouldn't be a full-time job, right? You just come off the bench for 14 minutes a game and do that. I, I, I'm not predicting it'll happen. Rule it out either. And you're absolutely right. Athletes like screwing with people. Dwayne Wade's retired. He's having a great time with his kid. He's having a great time in LA. It seems like every time he posts to Instagram, there's an alcoholic beverage in his hand. He probably let his guard down a little bit, not being a professional athlete. We know Josh, right? Like these professional athletes have their guard up in interview settings all the time when they are in the league. But once they're out of the league, they let their guard down a lot, and that might end up in some jokes like this.
0: Yeah, I can see that. But it's going to be interesting to see exactly what sort of uh, impact he has around LeBron. Look, he's, there's one thing for sure. LeBron is always going to be the center of attention, and if Wade's around there, he's going to draw plenty of attention, too. So we're going to be seeing plenty of Dwayne Wade this season, whether that's in a full uniform, or his workout stuff, or whatever it is. He's going to be in and around the NBA at, at, in some respect, whether that's as a, as a player, as a workout buddy as, uh, Hey, maybe he goes and does some announcing at some point. I wouldn't put that past him as oh, well. Yeah. So he, he's definitely so going so. to still be in everyone, uh, in everyone's mind and collective consciousness. And he's going to make sure that that is the case as well. So that is, uh, that's something for us to watch, I guess over the coming months, but uh, just before I let you go, Wes, um, over the weekend, we had the team USA take on Greece, uh, a 69 to 53 victory to, to the USA marred by a little bit of ugliness at the end of that game. Um, seemed a little unnecessary for that sort of stuff to break out in a game. that really wasn't all that tightly contested.
1: Yeah, and I don't know what it is. I think this this Team USA team seems to be a little frustrated, right? I yep. mean, points, and it seems like everything they're doing, they're really working for it. And you could sort of see maybe that grading on them a little bit, the fact that they, this group hasn't played together hardly ever. I mean, the the, the teammates that have the most... Boston Celtics, and the best one of those guys is Kemba Walker, and he's never played with the other Boston Celtics guys. So I, I think that there's a little bit of frustration there. You combine that with sort of the physical nature that Greece played with and plays with during this World Cup, you get a little bit of nonsense that happens there. But I'm I'm, I'm still worried about Team USA, man. I don't know what this they. – it is hard for them to score on every single – possession it seems like they really they don't have a guy that gets easy buckets like Jason Tatum I think is the guy that's supposed to get easy buckets but he hasn't really even figured that out in the at the NBA level uh and then you guys you've got guys like Kemba Walker and Donovan Mitchell who are sort of the lead scorers there and they've made a living off of making tough shots it's hard when you get there and I think frustrations boil over
0: would you say that the USA is still favorite or a team like Serbia who's just Clinically oh. and surgically. Dismantled. Yeah, Serbia is the
1: favorite. Yeah, absolutely. I would not say the USA is a favorite. What reason? What reason do do we have to think that the USA is the favorite just because of history? I mean, these guys have never done anything for Team USA at any significant level. Serbia should absolutely be the favorite. Yeah,
0: Serbia and, and Jokic. I think Team USA medals, but yeah, uh, Jokic. Uh, I think he's missed four shots in the entire tournament. That they they are just surgically destroying people with you know crisp passing. It it looks fantastic watching them. And look, this is the biggest challenge the USA has ever had in international basketball, or not ever, since probably 2006, where they did have that uh, bronze medal. So it is going to be interesting to see how even uh, even my boys down here in Australia are playing pretty well, and they just uh, handled Lithuania. So and France is obviously we're gonna we're gonna take on France next as well. There's some teams that it's gonna it's gonna be really, really interesting as we get down to these uh these final games and more into the knockout stage of uh of the World Cup. But uh it could be some disappointment for Team USA Where's any uh any other Dwayne Wade news that breaks, I guess you guys will have some information on that over on Locked On Heat. Thanks for jumping on Locked On NBA with me.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: And that'll do it for another episode of Locked On NBA. Make sure you are subscribing to the podcast Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. And if you can, a five star rating and review would be unbelievable for us. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On NBA Net and me at Redrock underscore Beeble. And make sure you're checking out Locked On Live as well. You can find it on Periscope, on YouTube, uh, on Facebook as well. Locked On Live at the moment, we're doing post game shows from Team USA's games. Over at the FIBA World Cup, David and John David Locke and John Corrales hosting those post-game shows. Follow it. We're going to be developing that throughout the season as well. So go just search up Locked On Live on Facebook, Periscope. Uh, you'll find the links. David tweets them out over on Twitter as well, at Locked On Sports, over on um Over on YouTube, Twitch as well, I believe it's going to be there as well. Post-game shows for all of the FIBA World Cup Team USA games as well. The latest one we had after Team USA's victory over the Greek national team as well. So Locked On Live is where you can find these post-game recaps. So go and check them out over there. And of course, check out all of Locked On NBA and the rest of the podcast right across the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked on NFL, Locked on NFL teams as well. Week one in the books over there for the NFL. Tons of content and of course, NBA training camps starting up very soon. So check out your favorite team on the NBA channel of the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.